0: you if he's helped you forever i'm changed by his mercy by his grace by his love that's everlasting that's unconditional i'm changed by the power of the holy ghost hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus oh we praise you lord what a glorious day what a glorious day i remember the spot i remember the day that the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost. I was nine years old. That was a long time ago, but that day sticks out in my mind. I don't remember anything from when I was nine years old except that day. That was a glorious day, being filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost and my life forever changed. And if you have not had a glorious day, today could be your day. Today could be yes. your day of salvation, oh, of deliverance, yes. of blessing. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated at this time. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Souls Harbor yes. on a Sunday morning. It feels good in here, and I'm excited yes. to see what the Lord's going to do with in each and every one of us. We're going to take a moment and say a couple of prayers. We're going to start off this service with some prayer. Please remember our, our other campuses. we got Dade City, Bellevue. Yes. Of course, here in Danell, and God is doing wonderful things yes. in each uh, campus, in yes. each city, in those surrounding areas. God is blessing. And so we want to continue to pray for our leaders and our churches. And of course, we know tomorrow is Memorial Day. And so we want to remember those that have uh, f- fallen uh, in, in in duty of their service to their country. Yes. The families uh, yes. that have lost somebody, we honor them yes. and we pray we for strength them. and peace yes. in their home and their families. Uh, today we're not uh, necessarily going to be commemorating or focusing on Memorial Day as throughout the service. But Wednesday night at 7 p.m. we'll be back here. And that service we'll have some things that we are focusing on as we commemorate and remember those. Okay, So we yes. just want to let you know about that. But we're going to pray right now. That God would have his way in this place. If you can, close your eyes, lift your hands. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your presence here. God, there is nothing There's nothing too big, too small for you. God, your presence is here. Your glory is here. Your anointing is here. Your people have gathered here in your wonderful name. And we lift up the name of Jesus, the name that has all power, uh, the name that can bring healing, that can bring peace, that can bring joy. God, I ask that you would do it tonight. Touch our ears to hear the word of the Lord. Touch our mind that we will be tuned into your presence. Touch our heart that we can be touched by you today. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, you know every need that's represented here. You know every situation in our families that the Holy Ghost moved. out in a mighty way, let us be changed by your word and by your presence. In the name of Jesus, why don't you make a, a commitment right now, a statement, and surrender to the Lord. God, whatever you want to do throughout this service, I surrender to you. I surrender to your word. I surrender to the things of God today. In the name of Jesus, I make that your prayer throughout today. I just want the things of God. I've tried everything else. I've done everything else that I could do. I've done all I know to do, but I'm going to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to surrender. In the wonderful name of Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God is here this morning, folks. God is here this morning. And to each of you that made it here on a Sunday morning, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Here in person and online, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you here with us. If this is your first time here in a long time or ever, we greet you. We're happy you're here. Three strikes and you're in. Keep coming back. Keep keep being a part of the family. Summertime is an incredible time to, to set some, some new priorities, some new goals. And, and we hope that the presence of God that we experience here today, that you'll come and keep experiencing that with us. So when you first came in, you should have received a gift and a small card, if you'd be so kind, to drop that into the offering plate. The ushers are getting in place to receive our tithing and our offering here in just a second. And then this evening, at 5.30, we will be at the pastor's house and the first lady's house in Bellevue. Woo-woo! So it's the fifth Sunday. It's our celebration Sunday. And uh, and they are kind enough to help us. And help us, It's this is where we want to be. We press in. But fellowship is such an important dynamic. In the kingdom of God, and so there, there's going to be food provided. You don't have to worry about going home and cooking, you know, the special brownies or the hot wings that Pastor Daniel likes, hint, hint, but uh, because there will be food provided if you do, if you would like to help contribute towards that $5 a person, that's wonderful. If not, come on and enjoy a great time together. That's just our getting place to receive our tithing and our offering. Let's pray over that right now. Lord, we love you. I'm so thankful for what you're doing in this house. Bless these people. Bless your people as they give in Jesus' name.
2: Is the kingdom forever? You reign, and yours is the power that lifted us out of the grave. Now yours is the heart that is beating inside us. Yours is the glory and all of the pain, and yours is the love that you poured down on us, rising up to. Your holy sing to the King To the King Almighty To the one who says Be glory Whole earth and everything in it. Yours are the stars that you spoke into place, and yours are the shouts of your sons and daughters. We'll lift up your holy name, sing to the King, to the King Almighty, to, to the, the One Lord. who says, "Be glory and honor from all our days." With, With our hands toward heaven and our voices raised to the King, Almighty, we <gülüyor> We're alive, we're forgiven Shouting our praise with our hands toward heaven Rescue, redeem, we're alive, we're forgiven Get
3: excited freedom in the house of the Lord. There's liberty,
4: there's freedom. Doesn't matter what you're going King through, Almighty, what you've been dealing with. Come on, God is good. He is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. And if you would just surrender to Him and allow Him, He'll work on your behalf. Let's sing that again one more time. Thank you, Jesus. It's simple enough. Sing, sing to the King, To the King
3: Almighty,
2: to the one who saves be glory and honor for all our days, with our hands toward heaven and our voices oh, yes. to the King Almighty. We give all our praise for an ending verse. Come on, that's it. Just try waving a hand. Try clapping those hands. With our hands it's joyous.
4: Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you try that? Clap in your hands with purpose. Thank you, Jesus, for liberty. Thank you, Jesus, for salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for second chances. Thank you, Jesus, for fifth chances. I don't know about you, but I need a whole lot more than second chances. I need a couple hundred in my life. Hallelujah, before you're seated, why don't you uh, give a handshake or a high five, reach over the aisle, introduce yourself to someone, tell them it's good to see them, give them a fist bump, I don't care, do something, let them know it's good to see you. All right. And you may be seated. It's good to see all of you here. I know it's already been said, but to all of our guests, thank you for being here with us. We are just so elated to have you as our guests. And I know Brother Osborne referenced it, but often I say in baseball, they tell you three strikes and you're out. Around here, we say three visits and you're in. There's people that still think they're guests, but they're part of the church family at this point. So we're just happy to have you a part of this family. And uh, if you hear screaming in the hallways, don't worry, it's just the children. Uh, I saw water balloons, and I saw squirt guns and all kinds of stuff, so they're having a ball. And uh, anyways, hopefully, uh, if if y'all don't respond and pray today, I'm going to go borrow one of the squirt guns. And One way or another, there will be prayer. Oh, I'm just so happy. Happy birthday to uh, Stevie and Velma. I know they've got some birthdays coming up And here. Anybody else? Birthdays this week? Anybody you want to embarrass sitting next to you? Birthdays, anniversaries, you want me to sing to them right now? It's only $5 now. (laughs) All right. And don't forget, yeah, tonight... Tonight it's a fifth Sunday. When we do these uh, these fifth Sundays for us, it's, it's a fun day. And so on uh, the eve this evening, come over to our house, eat some pizza with us. We're gonna play some kickball, maybe some wiffle ball. I'm gonna destroy the kids and just show them who's boss and that I've still got it. All right, we're gonna read John chapter 16, verse 24. John chapter 16, verse 24. And if you've got it, say amen. And if you're looking on the screen, say, I got it, or I'm cheating, or whatever. (laughs) This is what it says. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full that is so short and so easy I think we can read that again and I'm gonna ask you to, to try it with me so I'm gonna I'm gonna be the choir director and so let's start right there at the beginning hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full and I want to take a little bit of time I think this is the longest title for a message that I have ever used so are you ready for this it's got two parts that means it's going to be a really deep message. I want to talk to you about the not-so-secret formula for answers and achievements. It's the not-so-secret formula. It's not as complicated to succeed as we act like it is. So why don't we one more time as we get into this, if you're comfortable doing so, just lift up a hand up to heaven and just say, Lord, I'm ready, and I want to receive whatever it is you've got for me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, speak to this church, every guest and member, from the youngest to the oldest. We ask you right now to help us, to direct us. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're going to help me preach, say amen. Amen. All right. The not-so-secret formula. Every year, right around Thanksgiving, my mother-in-law embarks on a journey. It is her annual ritual of making fudge. This is Sister Varnum. For about a month uh, she hoards ingredients and she goes to every Sam's Club and she sends me on missions. I visit all of the dollar stores in the area looking for special tins. And uh, she buys all these ingredients in bulk and begins to make her world famous fudge. And it has become quite legendary. Even some of you, every year, you're hoping that you might just get a can of the holy fudge. My brother-in-law, he's like, all right, if I come over and fix that light switch, where's my fudge? You know, we, we start expecting it, and, and uh, I'm not, you know, too, uh, I'm not above, you know, bribery, so I'll bribe people with fudge, and... <laughs> You know, I, uh, usually the week before Christmas, I go around throughout the community, and I take fudge to the police, uh, police chief, and I take it to City Hall, and doing whatever I can to bribe or blackmail to get some goodwill around here, and, and uh, you know, it's uh, if you get one of these tins of fudge, because it's just no way she can make it for everybody in all of the campuses, and so, you know, if you get one, it's almost like your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you know, almost, just just almost, you're like, oh, I'm called, I'm anointed for such a time as this because I've received the fudge. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked her, what's your recipe? What's the secret recipe? We want to know. We want, you know, is it is it behind Fort Knox? You know, is it under, you know, are they, they guarding it? Is it in a bank vault somewhere? And, you People want to know, can, how can I make this? And what's the secret formula? And many are shocked to find out that the secret recipe was actually right on the can. What was it on the can of? The, the, marsh, the marshmallow puff cream stuff, you know. So, so for years, it was on the can of one of the main ingredients of, of the fudge. And so everybody wants to know, what's the secret? How can I find this mysterious, mystical formula? And for years, she was saying, it's on the can. It's right there on the label. All you've got to do is take it, read it, and do it. (laughs) And so what was thought to be so secret really was quite simple. And the same rings true in our lives and in our walk with God. We can look at other people and their natural achievements. We can look at their spiritual accomplishments. We can see what we perceive as abundance in other families. And we can ooh and ah and say, oh, wow, they've got to have a secret formula. They've got, they've got to just be really special in order to have uh, that much accomplishment. And, oh, they're enjoying so much. And what what's the hidden secret to that? that marriage is success and what what is it that makes them so different when really, in reality, it's a not-so-secret formula. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, it's found in the Word of God. It's sitting right there in your Bible for all of us to read and all of us to apply. And I do remind you that the Word of God holds the answer to every question. Whatever you're dealing with, Whatever you're worried about, whatever you are needing, the answer is in the word of God. Psalm 119, 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The answer that you're looking for might not just be on Google, but I can guarantee you it's in your Bible. You might not find it on another blog post, but you can find it in the Word of God. Forever, O Lord, thy Word is settled in heaven. It's settled. It's forever accurate. It's forever accurate. It's not going to change. His Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Culture changes, people change. Opinions change, but the word of God is not going to pass away. Luke 21, 30, 33 says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. 2 Timothy 3, 16 says, all scripture. Everyone say all scripture. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. If you want to get better, get in the Scripture. If you want to improve naturally, spiritually, emotionally, maritally, in any way possible, Open up your Bible and apply those scriptures. It's the not-so-secret formula. It's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. It's right there. The hard part is getting that old carcass we call the flesh to submit to it. It would be much easier if somebody just shows up with the tin of fudge and just says, here you go. But it takes a little bit of work when they say, Here's the answer, now go do it And so we have to be willing to apply it And I want to, uh, today specifically I want to share uh, the opening scripture And a very familiar, very popular passage of scripture And I don't know if this is teaching or preaching or uh, reminding Aspects of this I've hit on several times throughout the year And I just feel like kind of putting this all into a nutshell today But I want to read Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. This is what it says. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. This is a promise, y'all. This is a promise from God's holy word. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This is a powerful passage. And I'm, I'm not a gambling man. I'm not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to do that, you know. But if I were to poll you, I would imagine most people have heard this scripture in one form or in its entirety. And the reason why most of you did not just start shouting and dancing and running across the aisles right then is because you have heard this passage and probably are at a point where you say, "Hmm, I've tried that and it doesn't work. You've looked at this and you've you've maybe, I've, I've, I've given this a shot, but I did not receive what I asked for. I knocked and it did not open unto me. And so today I want to just kind of give you uh, an understanding and help us so we can see some results through this passage. Everyone say ask. Ask. Say ask. Ask. And I want you, they're going to put this slide up here. I want you to see this. Ask. A-S-K. A-S-K. The A stands for ask. The S stands for seek. And the K stands for knock. Ask, seek, knock. So I take you back to our text once again, and I want to apply it this way. Hither have you asked nothing in my name. Ask. So I'm going to interject this passage. I don't think I'm hurting the text at all. Ask, seek, and knock, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Full 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 of the Holy Ghost full of joy <laughs> not, not empty not, not running on a quarter of a tank, not just you know what well, we're, we're still married, but we're not, you know really happily married, not uh, we're, we're bar- no, I'm not talking about barely getting by. I'm talking about living a life of achievement, a life of abundance. I'm not talking about being financially a millionaire if you if that happens for you, awesome. but I'm talking about a life of fulfillment, a life of abundance. And if we will take the word of God and take this principle, I'm telling you, you can have a life that is full of achievement, that's full of contentment. You don't have to just barely stay married. You can enjoy being married. Hello? It doesn't have to be a drudgery. It don't have to be a ball and chain. I don't care how they talk about it in the world. In in the kingdom of God, we recognize that being married is a gift. It's powerful. It's beautiful. When, we, when we're raising our kids, we can have a, an abundant life. Of course, we're going to put up with them. They're knuckleheads. You know, they, they they ain't fully developed. Their brains don't work yet. You know, we're, we're trying to raise them up and get them somewhere. And so we got to, you know, scratch our heads a little bit. But you know what? Our family life does not have to be chaos and pandemonium. There can be order and there can be achievements. So I want to look at ask, seek, knock, For just a few moments And for those of you keeping score and that keep notes I preached about asking just a little while ago I preached you ought to ask I told about the coffee cup I got from Virginia And uh, it had a little chip on the bottom And uh, I just asked him, I said, will you give me a discount because it's got a scratch And she said, well you know what, you can actually have it And she gave me the cup because I just asked about it a little bit There are some things that we could receive if we would start asking. Here's the word I want to give you to connect with that word ask. And this is the word expectation. Everyone say expectation. 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 This is an anticipation. This is something where you have uh, a desire and an excitement to look forward to things in life. Yes. Yes. I'm excited because I know that God's going to do something good. Right. We used to sing a song, Well, I feel like something good is about to happen. I feel like something good is on its way. We, we would talk about it. we get excited. I've got a feeling. Y'all remember that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, everything's going to be all right. right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And then we'd sing, all right, all right. All right, all right. We had expectation that even though I might be walking through the valley right now, I have expectation, and I know that God is faithful. And as the psalmist said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. God is a good God. He is faithful. He is just. But here's the problem. We, we, we have low expectations too often because we are dealing with discouragement. We are discouraged. We get discouraged either by person or by uh, events that are taking place in our lives. And the Bible even mentions this on, about the children of Israel that were on their way to the promised land. It says in Numbers chapter 21 verse 4, it says, as they journeyed, uh, it says that the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way they were discouraged because of the process they were discouraged because that what they were having to endure and try to get through and sometimes we get discouraged we are discouraged because it didn't work out the way we thought it was going to get it was going to get taken care of right it didn't happen how we thought it was going to happen it didn't happen when we thought it was going to happen hello we got any real folks here this morning that live in a real world (laughs) we get discouraged yes even those people god was providing miraculously but as the process of time was wearing on they were getting discouraged Deuteronomy one twenty eight. it says, Our brethren have discouraged our heart. and they were discouraged because of each other. Sometimes our own family discourages us. And if we're not careful, we reach a point where we're not even expecting or asking for anything good to occur. We're just living life going through the motions. If you are praying, you're just praying out of ritual. There is no real faith to expect. You're not expecting anything to happen. Ask and ye shall receive. We have got to get our hopes up. Don't listen to people that say, well don't get your hopes up. Why? Get your hopes up. Get your faith up. We're the people of God. I expect good things to occur. I like how Paul said it in Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. He said, for I know that this will turn out. He said, I know it's going to work out. All that I'm going through, he's being imprisoned, he's being beaten, he's been lied on, he's being mistreated, but he said, I know this will turn out. How? Verse 20, he says, according to my earnest expectation and hope. I have expectation and I have hope and I know that God is going to bring me out and God is going to see me through. Saints of the living God, get your hopes up. Get your expectations expectation up get your yourself a wild prayer life again where you start asking for some big things and you start expecting some good things to occur I'm expecting to be healed I'm expecting for my loved one to be saved I'm expecting to be promoted I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I know that I know that God is going to take care of me. Yes. Yes. You gotta have the right mindset. God is not a bully. No. God is not the, the playground bully burning ants, you know, like burning us like with a magnifying glass. That's not God. No. He is our Father. He's a good Father. It says this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It's the ask and he shall receive and all that stuff. You get down into verse 9. It says, what man is there whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he's going to hand him a snake. (laughs) Your your, your son comes in and asks for some chicken nuggets and you hand him a rattlesnake. We know better than that. We're good parents. We, we want to provide for our kids. It says, then, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Yes. That yes. ask him. Right. He's not trying to withhold from you. He's not trying to just punish you. Right. He's not just trying to hold you back. He is here to help you, and he's here to provide good gifts to his children. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, is not saying, I like you, but I don't like you. He's not just saying, well, you know, I'm going to, you're my kid, but, you know, you're my stepkid. No! He loves us all and he is willing to bless. He's willing to save. He's willing to direct. And your mindset has to change. There has to be a shift in our mindset. Some of us are cursing our own selves through our own mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, we're doomed. We're always going to be broke. It's just how we are, huh. and and our head and our spirit is down. It reminds me of we took a, we took my my nephew to a theme park. He's just a little kid, and, and you know there's roller coasters everywhere. There's you know these these cartoon characters everywhere, and this little boy because it had rained. What was he doing? There's little puddles everywhere, and he was just walking around going. shh, There were characters trying to take pictures with him. There were rides that he could have rode. And what did he want to do? Splash in the puddles. we got too many Christians splashing in puddles when there's a great big landscape of blessings that lies before us. Stop splashing in the puddles and look up. Get your hopes up, get your expectation up. I don't know what's going to happen, but I've got a feeling that something good is on its way. God is wanting to bless. God is wanting to provide. Come on, somebody, right now, even you don't even want to. Re- Some of y'all don't even want to clap your hands and receive a good word of promise from the Lord, because of your little pitiful. Well, you don't know what I've gone through. Well, if if you've gone through the same thing over and over again, you might want to change your mindset. You don't think God can see even how we're responding here today? And I'm talking about He's a good God. Yes, so true.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Yeah,
4: yeah. He's all right. What? God can see and God can hear. And if that's how the kind of relationship that you want with him, okay. But I I serve the unlimited, unparalleled, all-powerful King of Kings. And I am expecting wonderful, powerful things for myself, for my family, and for this church. You've got to get your expectation up. Ephesians 2 4, God who is rich in mercy. Psalm 50, verse 10, every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. The Lord said in Haggai 2, verse 8, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine. Right, right. <sighs> Somebody should get excited about that right there. It ain't the banker that con- controls all the resources of this world, it ain't your boss. I don't care who signs the bottom of the paycheck. I serve the Lord. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. God is willing to give things liberally if we are willing to ask. And if you are going to start asking, you've got to start expecting. I'm expecting to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm expecting my spouse to be saved. I'm expecting something good to happen for my family. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, As it is written, I hath not seen, point at your little eyeball, I hath not seen. Your eyes have not seen the greatest things that God wants to accomplish. Point at your little ear. If you're like me, point at your big ears. Nor ear has heard. Now knock on your noggin here. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. That's what you're thinking up. That's what you're concocting up. The things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Let's take a little quiz. Does anybody here love Jesus? congratulations then your eye hasn't seen and your ear hasn't heard and your mind has not concocted even the greatest thing that God is wanting to do you have got to take the limits off of God we have got to take the limits off of God I'm excited about the new building that seats several hundred people but y'all that plan that we've put in place is a drop in the bucket compared to what God wants to do I stand here today as a victim of my own prayers. <laughs> We're blessed. I was walking around the property this week, looking at it and thinking about the blessings of God. And yes. you know, between both buildings and all that, we got over twenty thousand square feet. Yes. We've got four point seven nine or four point eight acres here, and you know, to think that God has blessed us with this and five and a half, six years, whatever it's been, and to know that. We don't owe a mortgage. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. That's a God sized deal right there. I couldn't do it. I couldn't afford it. You couldn't do it. We couldn't make it happen. But God, who is abundant, who gives to all men liberally, has provided to us. But hear me out I'm a victim of my own asking what do I do as a good little pastor boy I drive around the city buildings burnt down God we need land oh God give us five acres Lord oh God oh provide open the windows of heaven Lord and you know what I asked for we've received asked for five acres we got 5 acres. I should have asked for more. We are trying to we're trying to turn our god into a man. Now he came in the form of a man, but hear me. He's not limited. See, we think of you know you you went to go ask your mom, mama for a snack. Mom, c- could I have a bowl of if it's possible, no. just maybe <laughs> could I could I have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch? Or you know, can I have, you know, Dad? Could could I have just two dollars? You know, you're just trying to think in these limits. Am I being real right now? What what if I could just get this? It's minimums. I should have moved on a long time ago, but I'm just gonna park right here for a while. It's minimums. We think in minimums. If I can just do that, if we can just stay married, if we can just pay the bills if we can just go to church every now and then. Got to get the minimums. Get the limits off of God. He is a God that it says in Ephesians 3.20 who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Hey, he's not able just to do what we ask or think. He can go above all that we ask or think. So again, knock on your noggin, point at your eyes and your ear, but even above all that, he's still able to go above that. It's abundantly above all that we ask or think. But it doesn't stop there, it's exceeding abundantly. There's no limits to our God. I'm trying to shake someone awake right now. Ask and ye shall receive. John 14, 14, he said, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. There's a lot of things we need to start asking for. We need to, we need to ask for more money. Now, And I'm going to give you some direction here in a moment if we move on, but... We, we need to, as long as we're not being, you know, carnal sinful with it and it's a tool and a resource that God can trust us with, right, right. we need to be asking for more money for the church. Amen. Because I, how many of y'all have already prophesied and, and trying to stress me out that when we go in there to pray in that new building, you're like, oh, this ain't big enough. We're going to have to build again. Well, honey, if we're going to have to build again, you're going to have to bring a couple hundred dollar bills and then bring a couple hundred hundred dollar bills. And, because it's going to cost lots of moolah. So we got to get our faith up and start saying, God, I need you to prosper my business. Lord, I want to provide, and I want to provide well for my family and for your kingdom. There ain't no problem with you being blessed, as long as we're not stingy and incorrect with how we handle the resources. I'm preaching so good right now, we should take up another offering right now, because if you'll take this, I'm helping somebody, I'm telling you. We have access have access. He's the king of kings. Right. We all sing about it. You're a good, good father. He's our father, okay? Yes. So that means if he's the king of kings, we aren't, we aren't just little street urchins. Yes. We're royalty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. If Amen. he promised something, he will perform it. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, let me just let me just beat this for another moment. Expectation—it's looking forward with anticipation. Even if you don't ex- know exactly, sometimes you don't even know what to pray for. But you know, it's not just knowing the exact words to say, but it's a matter of the mind. It's an issue of the heart, where we show up to church and we show up to work with a good attitude. Something good's going to happen. So something special is going to take place That's what happened in Acts chapter 3 They lay daily this lame man by, by the beautiful gate And the Bible says that As Peter and John were walking by It says that he he looked at Peter and John And he was expecting to receive something Now he was expecting a couple dollars But the point is He was expecting something. He he wanted one thing but needed another, but he had his expectation right, and he was positioned in the right place. We have got to start expecting to receive some good things. Stop looking for bad things in every day and every area of your life, or let me tell you, you're going to find them. Well, what bad thing waits for me today? What are we going to fight about today? What's going to break down on my car today? Asking you shall receive. You want a flat tire? Get yourself one. But I I want to be blessed. I want to be prosperous. I'm expecting to receive. All right, I got to go. I got to keep going. All right. Expectation, okay? So that is, that's the, that's the, it's the soil, okay? That's where it begins. And again, you even think about uh, a, a, if your, your spouse, your wife was expecting with child. She was carrying a child. Yes. She was, as we would say, pregnant. She, she had this child. And what did we do? We prepared for the child when we're expecting. Yes. We're, we're painting a bedroom. Yes. We're buying furniture. Yes. We're buying diapers. And then we're buying diapers. Yes. And we're buying diapers. Yes. Yes. And I mentioned we're buying diapers. My wife and I, all we asked people for was diapers. Don't buy us a garment. We don't need a baby rattle. What we need are diapers. Uh, we had a whole closet full of them. Thank you, Lord. It lasted us a whole year. So some of you need to start asking for diapers. You're expecting those children? That's a word for you, Sister Liz. Sister Liz is expecting little Daniel. What's this? What's his name? Yeah, Daniel. That's what I heard. The middle name, Daniel. But we're going with Daniel. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me move on. Expectation is where it starts. Ask and ye shall receive, or ask and it shall be given you. The next word is seek. Seek. The word for this is clarification. Clarification. Seek and ye shall find. I'm going to try to move a little bit quicker now. James 4, 2 and 3 says, Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, ye cannot obtain. Verse 3, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Again, the problem is not money is evil. The love of money is the root of all. If you want to just become selfish and you, you you want to consume it upon lust, that's the issue. And so some of us are not receiving because we are not asking correctly. So this is the next step of this. We, we have expectation, but if you're like me, sometimes we're a little selfish. Only me, right? I know you're perfect. Yeah, You polish your halo every morning. Yeah. But then what has to happen is you got to start getting some clarification because, oh, God, I want this. And give me that. And bless me, Lord, I pray. And make me wealthy and healthy. And give me everything that I want. And I, 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 I. And so what happens, though, is if you will start seeking, God is going to start clarifying Stay with me. Again, uh, what what's son, if he asked bread, what father's going to hand him a serpent? Some of us, we're asking for things, and God is a good God. And so what we're, we're asking for, he wants to make sure that we are provided for correctly. And so he knows what we need, not just what we want. Again, they were ex- he was expecting to receive something at that beautiful gate, but he didn't know what he needed. He knew what he wanted, but because he got himself positioned in the right place with the the desire, then clarification come. And they were able to say, silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus. Receive your strength. And he got a miracle. He wanted some finances, but he he needed a miracle. And so I would say this, what do we desire? What am I craving? What is my spirit begging for? Here's a good question to ponder. I've used this on a few of you. If I get what I want, can I keep what I have? Yes. Think about this. You know, in our desire and zeal for the next thing, and I want this and I must possess that, yes. can you, if you get what you want, can you keep all those other great things that you have? Because there's some people that they have a blessed marriage and a happy home life, but they're seeking another dollar bill. And so finally, they're able to just go after that and get it, and then they start losing what they have. And so what will happen is if we are seeking the face of God, clarification will come, and that there will be a, a restructuring and a repositioning of our desires. John 15, 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Here's the answer to receiving. We must abide. Get connected with the Spirit of the Lord. Get connected with the will of God. Begin to seek after, God, I want to be with you. I want to be close to you. The, if you back up in that chapter, it's the connection. It says, "I am the true vine; my Father's the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, He taketh away." And it goes on and on. It's abide in me, and I and I in you. It's it's this connection. I've got to stay connected. I can't be disconnected from God and think that fruit is going to continue to flow from a dead branch. So here is where it gets where it gets uh, kind of just clear. It's If you want to receive, and if you're saying, well, I'm asking for stuff, and I'm not getting it, well, what are you asking for? What's in your heart? What are you reaching for? If you will abide in God, remain connected, stay sensitive to the flow of the Holy Ghost, what will happen is you'll start conforming to God's will, and clarification will come, and what was a muddy desire will start getting more laser-like focused, and the Lord will bring about what truly needs to be asked for. Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself uh, also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. He can give you the desires of your heart because the desires of your heart are flowing from the desires of his heart. Now don't fall asleep on me right now. See, see, because we want what we want. (laughs) Jeremiah 29, 13 And ye shall seek me And ye shall seek me And find me When ye shall search for me With all your heart Again, ask and ye shall receive Seek and ye shall find What we have got to seek after Is the face of God The presence of God I want to be close to you. And if you'll get close to God, you're going to find him. And a lot of those answers and some of those things that you're looking to accomplish will be unlocked in your pursuit of him. That's those great heroes of faith. We love Hebrews chapter 11. This is what it talks about right here. Uh, uh, Verse 10. This is Father Abraham. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was seeking after the things of God. I want want God's will. I I want what he's got for me. I want to receive what he has for me out there. Verse 14, those other heroes, it says, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. They're seeking a country, the kingdom of God, the the will of God. I'm, I'm looking for what it is that God has for me out there. We have got to seek as Matthew 6:33 says, I know you're quiet on me right now, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So here is where some of us are hung up right now. We're asking for stuff, but we're asking amiss. What we need is clarification, and that only comes from getting in the spirit, beginning to pray and truly seek the will of God. If you're asking and not receiving, I would say, what are you seeking? Because if you'll seek first the kingdom of God, there is going to be a release of answers and he says all these things shall be added unto you ask and then seek seek the will of God can we even do that for just a moment right now before we move to a conclusion God I'm seeking your will can you even pray that or do you find yourself not being able to say that come on I, I admonish you right now seek the will of God not my will but yours be done I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me just end that section with this. Luke 12, 29. He said, and seek not ye what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. So expectation must move into clarification where I am taking these desires and I'm testing them in the spirit of God. Is this correct? Is this right? Some of us see we, we want to just jump the gun and, well, I think this, so I'm going to do that. Honey, you better pray. Friend, you better just wait on God a little bit and seek the face of God and Don't be impatient if you come to your pastor or your mentor or whoever and they say, why don't we wait a little bit? Why don't we pray about it a little bit? Because our hearts can be deceitful and we can be deceived by our emotions and so we need to go after clarification. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Ask equals expectation. Seek equals clarification. Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read this again. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Here's the word for, for this last portion. Knock equals determination. All right. yes. Determination. Oh, yes. So it's expectation which moves into clarification. Must, but it must continue with determination. Oh, yes. Here is what Luke 15.8 says. What woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it? See, these are all connected. We ask. We seek. We knock. So we seek now diligently. And the King James word would be more like this. It's importunity. Importunity Luke 11 verses 5 through 8 Which of you shall have a friend And shall go unto him at midnight And say unto him Friend Lend me three loaves You better be really hungry If you're knocking on my door at midnight You better be on death's door (laughs) Because I don't know if you're going to hear friend (laughs) But this is what he says Because we recognize Boy, you know, somebody, they better be bleeding profusely if you're calling at that hour. But this is what he says in verse 7. He from within shall say, Trouble me not. Leave me alone. We're trying to sleep. This ain't the time for this. He says, The door is now shut. The kids are in bed. I can't rise. But I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, so he won't give because he's his friend. But listen to this. Yet because of his importunity, he will rise. What is that? It's stubborn determination. It's this, I ain't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere until I get what I need. I'm not going anywhere until I get what I've I've got to have for my family. And so I'm, I'm not just going to ask and seek one time, but I'm not going to stop knocking until the door has opened unto me. Living for the Lord, having a successful marriage, achievements, abundance, being full and not empty, it requires us to keep knocking. Until the answer comes, you've got to make sure that you don't just pray one day and give up. We keep reaching, we keep giving, we keep seeking, we keep asking until the answer comes. I'm here to tell you, friend, it might not happen in your first day, first week, or even first year. But if you've received a promise from God, you've got to make up in your mind, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to turn back until the answer comes. And there's too many people that have given up on the promises of God prematurely. Don't give up on that good marriage. Don't give up on that ministry. Don't give up on your faith just because it hasn't happened when you thought it was going to happen. You've got to keep knocking. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me give you this, and then we'll pray. It's the story of the unjust judge This is the parable that Jesus gave us He says there's this This widow in the city And she has a great need And in this city Is an unjust judge And so she just keeps going to him I need help I've got to have an answer No go away Leave me alone Following him to you know the, the courthouse. Hey, hey! I'm, I'm listen. I really I'm in need. I gotta I gotta have this. And so she she keeps pressing and keep reaching. And okay, well tomorrow. Go away! I'm not helping you. Okay. Not really. I've got to have some help, please. This is what we need. And get out of here. Go. No, no, no. And so she comes back the next day. Please, just hear my request, please. And the Bible says. That even though he is an unjust judge, he finally opens up and gives her what is needed because he says, she's troubling me. She's unstoppable. And this is what the Bible says. Verse 7. And shall not God avenge his own elect? If you think that if an unjust person will eventually just give that lady what she wants to get her out of the way, don't you think that our good father that we've already talked about, don't you think he's going to provide what is needed if there's somebody that comes with a made-up mind? We must do, as Romans 8, 38 says, I am persuaded I'm not going to backslide just because I don't get what I want tomorrow. I'm not going to give up on God just because it doesn't happen next week. He said, neither death nor life nor angels or principalities, height, depth, any creature is going to separate me from the love of God. He said, I'm persuaded. I'm determined. My mind is made up. Why don't you stand with me right now? They're going to come to the music here. Thank you, Jesus. Ask, seek, knock. you got to get your expectations up. That's where some of us are. It's step one. You're not even asking, looking, believing for anything good. That's where it's got to start. And for some of us, we're frustrated. And so the process needs to move to clarification. Where we begin to allow our will to... Be surrendered to God's will And then for some of us We're doing all the right stuff You just got to stay Determined And just make up in your mind that it doesn't matter What happens Doesn't matter what I lose or gain I am persuaded I will forever be serving the Lord Thank you Jesus Simply put How long do you have to pray Until How long do you stay faithful Until. (laughs) How long do I keep doing what's right? Until. How long do I keep fasting about it? Until. That's what Jacob did. He wrestled with the angel until the day broke. You just got to stay determined. Don't give up. Don't back up. Stay faithful. Let me just... Let me just kind of close with a little carnal story here. Back in the gold rush days, I read this story about a prospector who went out, you know, to, to strike it rich and get all this gold. And, and there he committed himself and it gave everything to, I'm gonna I'm gonna find gold. It's his little plot of land and does all of the work. But like so many other people, he did not. And so he gave up and he sold up, sold all of his equipment to a junk collector, basically a glorified junk collector. Went back east, gave up. Well this junk collector decided to try his hand at it. And he, he starts playing in the dirt. Starts figuring it out. And they say that he discovered gold three feet from where the other guy was digging. He gave up just a little too soon. Gave up just a little too quickly And so I'm here this morning I don't know what you came here expecting But I'm here to give you what you're needing Don't give up Don't give up Don't turn back In the name of Jesus You might be three feet away From a breakthrough This little room This little Cracker Jack box that's so small Some of you You very correctly are Let me just see here One, two, three. Some of you are literally three feet away from the answer. It's the altar. Get in the presence of God and let God help you. and Let God lead you and provide for you. And so don't give up on your marriage and don't give up on your children and don't give up on your salvation. What you need to do is just recommit. Recommit, so I'm gonna invite us right now as my wife begins to play and we're gonna come sing a little bit We're gonna pray so I'm gonna invite you right now if you're willing and you want to to take a few steps forward Until we get into that big building with the huge altar This whole room turns into an altar, but here's what I've learned you can say well I can pray from right where I'm at there's something about taking some kind of a step There's something about making some kind of move So I encourage you, even if it's just a small one, I know you can't even see me, at least go like this. One step forward, that's all I'm asking. This is the not so secret formula, it's not not rocket science, it's simple, but let me tell you, sometimes those little steps are hard. Right now, just take, take one little step and here is what the Word of God promises. Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. So if you'll just be willing to keep taking some small steps forward, let me tell you all... delights in the progress of his children so I'm gonna invite you right now to close your eyes and lift your hands and all throughout this place we're gonna begin to pray I don't know what step of the equation you're on I don't know what you're dealing with or what you're needing but get your expectation up then go to God and get some clarification but when it all boils down and it comes down to it you just got to have some determination that says I'm not gonna give up come on church come on friend I encourage you don't get bitter or angry surrender to the Lord come on where it's appropriate why don't you reach over and begin to pray with your friend pray with that family member come on don't give up buddy don't give up
3: friend
4: come on I feel the Lord moving here i don't know what you came here expecting today maybe this isn't the speed you were looking for but god knows what you needed god knows what we have need of oh god touch us right now get that discouragement out of your heart come on get that discouragement out of your heart somebody disappointed you somebody broke your heart somebody let you down and left you wounded come on come into the presence of god let him bring healing that's it i see tears flowing right now come on the spirit of the lord is here yeah don't worry about how anyone else is praying don't worry about what they're doing i encourage you just right now seek the lord with all your heart Seek first the kingdom of God. Maybe you've gotten distracted. Your priorities have been out of whack. You've put other things and people before the kingdom and even before your family. Get your priorities back in alignment. That's it. Go ahead. Friends praying with friends. Loved ones praying with loved ones right now. Uh, someone's been thinking about throwing in the towel don't give up the gold you might be just a few short steps away from breakthrough you might be just a few short feet away from wholeness from the lord today receive from the lord today don't reject him seek him with all your heart that's it don't be afraid to cry this is the place to cry this is where answers come from maybe you've never prayed like this i encourage you just give it a try what do you got to lose what do you got to lose surrendering to the lord You've tried everything else. Go ahead, yeah. Let God move, let God minister, let God heal.
3: I, I'm lost without you. Yes.
4: <laughs> Come on, you need to believe it and understand it. There are good things in store. There are good days ahead. Put that negativity away. Stop doubting the goodness of God. what you're looking for you're going to find in the presence of God
3: you can plan
4: you can scheme you can try oh but ultimately our help comes from the Lord that's it sir I surrender to you Lord come on that's it go ahead go ahead ma'am I need you Jesus oh the sweet sweet The holy presence of a perfect God is here right now. Surrender to His will. Hallelujah.
3: Yes, oh. And I, I... I'm lost without you.
4: Come on, it's not so secret. This is how you do it. Just get your expectations up. Put your trust in God. Seek first his kingdom and keep on knocking until the answer comes. Come on, get stubborn faith. Stay determined. Stay persuaded. Don't let this world change your mind. Oh, yes. One second. I'm not stopping anything. We're going to pray one more time. There is there is great healing. There's breakthrough here, y'all. I want to give you this word of direction, and then we're going to pray one more time. This is one of my all-time favorite passages of Scripture. They won't have it on your screens, but uh, but I want you, if you write this down, this is Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 9. It says this, For there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down... That it will sprout again, oh, yes. and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. It says, though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and that the stock thereof is dead in the ground. It says, there's still hope for a tree yes. that's been cut down, yes. that has no branches.